platform for an in-depth look in economic matters with leaders and decision makers. This is BizTalk. Amplifying the voices of emerging and developing economies. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, collectively known as the BRICS, have become a strong force in driving global growth. The BRICS as a way to voice their dissatisfaction with the predominance of uh, traditional Western powers. As two of the five founding members, China and Brazil have played pivotal roles in shaping the BRICS framework. Beyond the bilateral ties, uh, Brazil and China, they also share common values and a vision for a more inclusive, for a more sustainable multilateral order. With BRICS expansion in the works, what does an enlarged grouping mean for the Global South? BRIC is not only five countries. They are the representative of emerging economy and developing economies in the world. Join us on this talk, a joint production of CGTN and Brazil's Record TV, for more on the China-Brazil relationship and how it catalyzes win-win results within BRICS. Only on BizTalk, only on CGTN. Welcome everyone to CGTN's special program on the 15th BRICS Summit. I'm Michael Wong here in Beijing. Now this program is produced in collaboration between CGTN and Brazil's Record TV. Joining us from Sao Paulo, Brazil is Luis Farah Montero. Farah, thank you for joining us and bringing the perspective from Brazil. Hi, greetings to CGTN from Record TV Sao Paulo studio. I'm Luis Farah Montero and it's a pleasure to collaborate on this insightful program. Cheers to a great broadcast together. Now, the first BRICS summit was held back in 2009. The grouping of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa has emerged as a strong force in the global economy and magnifying the voices and interests of emerging and developing economies. Now, BRICS nations represent over 40% of the world's population and make up about 26% of the global economy. The developing economy giants of China and Brazil are two of the five founding members of BRICS. Now, Brazil was the first developing country to establish a strategic partnership with China and the first Latin American country to exceed 100 billion U.S. dollars in foreign trade with China. Now, earlier this year, both countries also agreed that trade can be conducted in their local currencies, the Chinese Yuan and the Brazilian Real. And, of course, in April, President Lula of Brazil led a massive delegation of over 520 business representatives, seven ministers, five state governors, and 27 lawmakers for an official state visit to China that saw the signing of a series of bilateral agreements ranging from tech to agriculture. So for more on the China-Brazil relationship within the BRICS mechanism, I want to bring in Dr. Yue Yunxia, Director of the Department of Economics at the Institute of Latin American Studies at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences. And joining us online is Dr. Karen Costa-Vazquez, a non-resident senior fellow at the Center for China and Globalization. Karen, Dr. Yue, welcome to the program. Um, Karen, I want to start with you because as we know since the inaugural BRICS Summit in 2009, so much has changed in the world. How has the relationship between China and Brazil evolved under the BRICS framework? Next year, uh, Brazil and China will complete 50 years of diplomatic relations. And when we look back over these past 50 years, uh, we see that these relations, they have only intensified 
and diversified. Uh, first, as you mentioned, uh, uh, Brazil was the first country in Latin America to enter into a strategic partnership with China. And today it's the largest trade investment partner in the continent. Uh, but beyond uh, the economic and commercial relations, uh, these ties between Brazil and China, they actually they have multiplied into a very different number of fields like culture, like education, science, technology and innovation, and more recently social development and sustainable development. Um, and the two countries they also share, so beyond the bilateral ties, uh, Brazil and China, they also share common values and a vision for a more inclusive, for a more sustainable multilateral order. And their leadership in promoting it is essential. Um, and all these aspects, they, they are reflected in, in how Brazil and China, they engage in the BRICS block. And also the ideas that the two countries bring into the group. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Yu, same question to you. Mm -hmm. Like Karen was mentioning, this is more than just about trade and investment as well. We see mm -hmm. a lot of culture and education, mm -hmm. uh, cooperation between the two countries. In your view, have mm -hmm. you seen the China-Brazil relationship evolve under BRICS? Yes, I agree with that. And China-Brazil have a very strong relation in the, under the BRIC framework. Mm. And except for the the development of trade, FDI, we have some further development that is uh, good for our future. For example, on the uh, mechanism building, we have built the comprehensive strategic partnership that is politically and economically. We have some like the trade conflicts negotiation mechanism and some other mechanism. This kind of mechanism, I think, is more and more important. And the third, we have some innovation. We have the uh, currency swap. We have used our all currency to, to do deals, to do business. And that, that means from the mechanical building, we are now have a very deep and, 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 and uh, are facing future relations. Right, so mm -hmm. definitely a more comprehensive relationship sure. uh, mm -hmm. between China and Brazil under BRICS. Dr. Yue, thank you mm -hmm. for that. Now I'd like to pass the baton over to Farah from Record TV for more insights on the Brazilian perspective to this question. Farah? Thank you, it's an honor to be part of this discussion. Allow me to introduce our esteemed guests who have joined us here in the studio, the PhD in political science and researcher Augusto Leal Rinaldi. Welcome, Professor. Thank you for inviting me. Professor, how has the cooperation between China and Brazil within BRICS evolved over the years? The cooperation between China and Brazil is, I think, the, one of the most important for the group. I mean, since the beginning of the group in 2009, uh, Brazil and China kind of was eager to make the BRICS work, so to use the BRICS as a tool for demanding like uh, traditional platforms for these countries, like demanding reforms of international institutions like the IMF, uh, the World Bank, and also to use the BRICS as a way to voice their dissatisfaction with the predominance of uh, traditional Western powers. Economically, since the beginning of the BRICS, uh, China was Brazil's main uh, partner, trade partner. And uh, since then, uh, their trade and investment relationships have only grown. So 
I think that BRICS can be a good platform for Brazil and China to align them politically and economically. All right, thank you for that, Professor Rinaldi. So, Dr. Yue, Professor Rinaldi was talking about China being the main trading partner for Brazil. And since the first BRICS summit back in 2009, mm -hmm. we've actually seen this bilateral trade relationship grow fourfold mm -hmm. in a span of these years from 2009 all the way until mm -hmm. uh, 2022. Mm -hmm. What else do you think can China and Brazil do under the BRICS umbrella to really foster deeper mm -hmm. trade and investment ties between the two countries? Mm -hmm. I think there are uh, basically two directions. The first is liberalization. And you know, both Brazil and China, we are WTO members. Mm. We are trying to cut in our tariffs. And, but now we still have a lot of room for liberalization. For example, we can provide more rooms for investment and for economic cooperation. That is liberalization. The second way, of course, uh, is a facilitation. And you know, China and Brazil, we have long geographic distance. And nowadays, due to the development of high technology, and we, we have already shrink this distance. But there's still something we can do, for example, to speed up the clearance and to have more, uh, more sounded logistic uh, infrastructure. This kind of things, I think, shows a liberalization and facilitation that will help us to show some pro problems and to further foster our trade and economic, and economic relations. Right, so bilateral trade between China and Brazil has skyrocketed in the past two decades, and now we're increasingly seeing more Chinese investment into Brazil as well. Let's get back to Farah to hear Brazil's point of view on this. Farah? Thank you. Professor, in your opinion, what are the key areas of collaboration between China and Brazil within the framework of BRICS? I think that bilaterally, Brazil and China always have a a high level relationships concerning on visits of uh, diplomats, ministers, and also heads of states. So uh, the uh, Brazil-China agenda within the BRICS has only grown since then, and the two collaborate in areas as important as trade, as investment, uh, technological transfer, um, and exchange of best practice. We saw Brazilian President Mr. Lula visiting China last recently. April this year, recently, yeah. Exactly. They also assigned some memorandums of understanding in many areas, including this one, like uh, how to fight climate change, how to transfer uh, technological uh, knowledge to um, agriculture, food, uh, energy, genetics. So I think that the two have a uh, high-level uh, dialogue on these themes, and I think that BRICS can serve as a room for them to uh, further this uh, collaboration. And Professor, in, in what ways has BRICS collaboration posture technological and innovation exchange between China and Brazil? I think that the BRICS facilitate technological and uh, innovation exchange between Brazil and China in several ways. The two have uh, engaged in joint research and development projects in biotechnology, 
on clean energy, satellites, communications, electric cars. So uh, in the education is a, another good example. Like uh, there are many Confucius institutes here in Brazil in which uh, many students go to China to learn Mandarin, to establish some academic uh, projects and uh, some Chinese scholars, they come to Brazil uh, to do high level research. So, and now here in Brazil, we are realizing that China is also not only our trade partner, but also our political partner. And then students are now realizing that they need to to, in order to understand better China, they need to learn Chinese and Chinese politics and economy. So I think that um, in BRICS, we have like a BRICS academic forum in which there is exchange of scholars, students, and this illustrates again how BRICS puts China and Brazil in good alignment. In Do you think it's, it's important this kind of educational agreement between both countries? No, uh, certainly, because we need to first understand who China is, what China wants, and most importantly, what can we get from China? And, and to do so, you need to learn more about Chinese politics, history, etc. So speaking of tech cooperation between China and Brazil, now mm -hmm. we are seeing more Chinese investment into Brazilian mm -hmm. uh, manufacturing industries mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, Karen, I want to get your take on this because Brazil is also making efforts to further industrialize the country. And I want to get your take in terms of how science and technology cooperation between these two countries can really help promote the development and well-being of the peoples of the two nations. Perfect. This is a really important question because it's actually a change in the mindset of uh, how Brazilian people are looking at the partnership with China uh, in, and increasingly seeing China as a, a, a key partner uh, to promote some of the transformations that uh, we want to, 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 to do in our economy. Uh, and this is very clear when uh, President Lula, from the very first day of his uh, new mandate, uh, says that he wants not only to reindustrialize Brazil, but reindustrialize based on a more sustainable and a more inclusive uh, framework. Uh, and just to remember that in the 80s, uh, industry accounted for a, a, approximately 50% of uh, Brazilian GDP. And over the past four decades, uh, it decreased less than one fourth of uh, Brazilian GDP. Uh, so we need to regain this momentum and, and we increasingly see China as an important partner in this process and specifically through investments in fields uh, that are going to increase productivity of the economy, uh, that it's going to enhance the competitiveness of the economy, but it's also going to spur uh, green and sustainable technologies. Yeah, and speaking of green, uh, Karen, of course, Brazil is home to the lungs of the world, the beautiful Amazon forest. Uh, what joint initiatives have China and Brazil undertaken within the BRICS to support global efforts to fight climate change and promote more sustainable development? I mean, Brazil, I think, is home to a lot of abundant minerals needed for the climate transition. China, I think, definitely has technology as well to really scale up uh, a green tech. So what do you think? 
Right. Uh, Brazil, China and the other BRICS countries, they have signed a, an economic strategy and also a technology strategy in the past years. And actually in 2021, uh, when China uh, was hosting the BRICS summit, uh, the BRICS established the, the BRICS partnership, a new industrial revolution and innovation and cooperation in the industrial field. Uh, and, and two years before when Brazil for its turn uh, was hosting uh, the BRICS, there were initial discussions amongst the BRICS ministers of environment on two mechanisms to facilitate the transfer and the financing of green technologies in the bloc. So I believe uh, there are many initial, uh, uh, many uh, initiatives and ideas uh, in, in their early stages that need to be further developed and implemented. And in doing so, there could be many opportunities to enhance uh, partnerships and investments uh, in Brazilian manufacturing and green and high technology sectors. Yeah, BYD, for example, Dr. Yu, also, for example, investing in mm -hmm. uh, manufacturing green buses in Brazil, mm -hmm. I believe. What do you think uh, mm -hmm. in terms of how Brazil and China can better cooperate mm -hmm. to combat global climate change? In fact, China and Brazil, we, we two countries, we have some bilateral initiatives programs. For example, uh, in this April, when President Lula visited China, we have some uh, common statement. We announced we are going to have some collaboration on protect of the Amazon, mm -hmm. and we, we are going to face the common challenge from climate change. It is not only initiative or, um, or not only plan, it's really some, some real program and some real projects. Karen, what do you think? The stronger, more robust China-Brazil relationship, what does that mean for BRICS's influence overall? And I guess also by extension uh, for the voices and interests of developing economies. And I believe this is very clear when we talk about the BRICS expansion and especially the case of Argentina, for example, uh, if we take the BRICS mechanism and its platforms like the contingent reserve agreements and the new development bank, uh, it could serve very well some of the greatest greatest demands that countries like, like Argentina and even Ethiopia and others have today, the CRA, uh, to provide liquidity and alternative uh, to the IMF. Uh, and for this to happen, of course, uh, BRICS countries would need to conclude the tasking of the CRA, not let alone uh, allow uh, new members to join and, and these members for, its, for their turn um, be eligible countries uh, and request uh, to access uh, the CRA mechanism. But the, the, also the, the new development bank uh, and the lending for infrastructure projects uh, especially those infrastructure projects needed uh, to unlock some of the structural bottlenecks that the economies, uh, uh, emerging markets and developing economies like Argentina and others uh, need uh, to promote uh, not only uh, national development, but also uh, regional integration. Uh, for us in Latin America, this is a crucial point and uh, one of the, 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 the pillars of our cooperation uh, between Brazil and other uh, neighboring countries, including uh, our Mercosur uh, neighbors. And again, for this to happen, uh, we would uh, need to, to go forward not only with the BRICS expansion, but also the expansion of uh, new development bank membership. Yeah, 
And we, of course, have seen an expansion of new development bank members as well. And speaking of BRICS expansion, Dr. Yue, we have now, what, over 40 nations, either mm -hmm. indirectly or uh, directly expressing interest mm -hmm. to join the BRICS grouping. Mm -hmm. Officially, we've got countries such as Saudi Arabia, such mm -hmm. as Iran, the UAE, mm -hmm. Argentina as well, officially applying to join the BRICS grouping. Mm -hmm. You're an expert when it comes to the Latin American economy. Mm -hmm. So what do you think an expanded BRICS might mean mm -hmm. for Latin America's development, especially if Argentina mm -hmm. joins this grouping? Mm -hmm. Ah, yes, very good question. You know, Latin America is a little special. It is one of it is a region have the uh, have the largest emerging economies. That means the BRIC itself has a natural relation with Latin America. That means the BRICS, the, the good develop, development of BRIC, is is a good news for Latin America, the whole region. And if there's a possibility that Argentina and other uh, countries, for example, Venezuela, also hope to join the BRIC, that means the emerging countries now they realize the great potential of mm. this new bloc. Mm. It's important. And with the help of BRIC or more emerging economy, I think will help them to show some economic problems. And for example, the debt problems and the, uh, the, 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 the poverty reduction pro problems. So I think if BRIC ha can have some new Latin American member, that would be have a win-win effect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, diversifying the global monetary system is likely to be on the agenda at this year's BRICS summit. As we were mentioning earlier, China and Brazil recently agreed that they can now conduct trade using their local currencies. So, Karen, what do you think is the significance of this decision for bilateral trade? And could trading in local currencies, you think, emerge as one of the hallmark features of BRICS? I believe the agreement uh, between Brazil and China to trade in local currencies, currencies has a, a very important political significance uh, uh, in the sense that these two countries, for different reasons, uh, they want uh, to diversify uh, trade in local currencies. Uh, from a Brazilian perspective, uh, this is very important to uh, access new markets, to reduce costs of trade transactions, um, but also to reduce risks uh, to foreign exchange volatility. But in practical uh, realm, uh, there are still some question marks because ultimately its significance will depend on whether companies are willing uh, to transact in real and RMB. Uh, and therefore, I think this is a big question, especially for Brazilian companies, uh, considering that Brazil today is in the positive side of the balance trade. And, and today, companies do not have uh, that many um, options for reinvesting uh, RMBs they would uh, gain in the transactions other than uh, for settling future transactions with China. So I think this is, uh, these are some of the questions that we need to think uh, to make the significance even more important and including in very practical terms. Mm. Dr. Yue, do you concur with what Karen has just said? I mean, this would be an alternative, I guess, to settling mm -hmm. trade when it comes to the U.S. dollar. But mm -hmm. again, if there are fluctuations when it comes to U.S. monetary policy, like mm -hmm. we are seeing right now, mm -hmm. where 
we saw quite a fast increase mm -hmm. in U.S. interest rates, and that, of mm -hmm. course, will have mm -hmm. spillover effects on mm -hmm. developing economies like mm -hmm. Brazil. Mm -hmm. um, this at least can provide some kind of a smooth over to bilateral trade, if mm -hmm. need be. If mm -hmm. At yes. least that option is there. The use of a local currency have its economic significance. Of course, it will save, it will save cost, and and also it will help us to avoid the fluctuation of the currency and that means can help us to avoid the risk. So economic significance is, is also very clear. Yeah. The BRICS, in fact, not only China, Brazil, and China and India, and China and Russia, and also have this kind of discussion or uses of local currency. So, and South Africa is also talk about these issues. So I think that means three countries, all of the five countries realize that the, the dependence of, the, of their monetary policy, the dependence of their choice of alternative currencies is very important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the BRICS Bank, the, uh, the new development bank, I think mm -hmm. they have mm -hmm. a goal of at least 30% of their financing done in local mm -hmm. currencies. Mm -hmm. And actually just recently before the BRICS summit, we saw mm -hmm. the NDB issuing its very first mm -hmm. bond in the South African rand mm -hmm. to the tune of one and a half billion mm -hmm. uh, South African rand. So mm -hmm. it's going to be very interesting to see how BRICS mm -hmm. uh, combined with local currency financing, how mm -hmm. that's going to develop in terms of a more diversified monetary system. So BRICS stands as one of the most important platforms for fostering solidarity and cooperation among developing nations. And a major goal of the formation of BRICS is to amplify the voices of emerging and developing economies. The BRICS mechanism will certainly play an important role in advancing growth, development and poverty alleviation in the global south. But now I want to cast our gaze toward the future and dive into the additional realms of potential cooperation between China and Brazil. Farah, over to you. Okay, Professor, looking ahead, what are the prospects for further deepening and expanding China and Brazil's cooperation within the BRICS framework? I think that in our world, ever more marked by the consolidation of Asia as a vital region in the world, um, the Brazil-China relationship can go deeper in themes both considered vital and I'm referring to environment on one hand and on international affairs on the other. Since both are aligned in these two areas, environment and international affairs, I think that Brazil has in China a good partner to align forces and demand more. So I think that BRICS can stimulate uh, a more diplomatic channel between the two in order to solve global problems that affect both of them. Okay, Mr. Augusto Leal Rinaldi, it was a great pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you so much, Professor. Thank you. Here we end our participation with a special thanks to the friends of CGTN China. Looking forward to the next. Bye-bye and thank you for your attention. All right, Farah, Professor Rinaldi, thank you both for bringing us the perspective from Brazil. And that will do it from our end here in Beijing as well. Our thanks to Dr. Karen Costa-Vasquez from the Center for China and Globalization and Dr. Yue Yunxiao from the Institute of Latin American Studies at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences. Thanks for joining us on this BRICS Roundtable, a collaborative production of CGTN and Brazil's Record TV. I'm Michael Wong here in Beijing. Bye for now.